I knew my worth. I knew my worth. And I I hope all of you do too. (laughs) But it wasn't like I needed Matt's approval to know that I was worthy. It was that I wanted to know Matt knew my worth for me to stay in our marriage. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point in me staying? But it was in this time that I really all of a sudden saw that so clearly that Matt saw it. And I was like, okay, we're going to be fine. We can do this. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I hit record. So ready for this. Steve's so ready for this. Y'all ready for this? No, that's not the tune. That was not the tune. <laughs> Mine or yours? Yours. But why do I feel like our episodes just start out like stupider and stupider lately? <laughs> was silly is that comments. even a word, Steve? Stupider it is now. I think we just keep getting more and more silly. comfortable. Yeah. I think it's just a personal thing that you're feeling. I feel like it's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad it's just you you just think Matt and I are stupider than we used to be no <laughs> I don't think you guys are stupid I'm just teasing I'm teasing Steve so what are we doing today nothing we're gonna record <laughs> got a, re- a review Matt's gonna start us out with a review here yeah it was something just popped up on your phone said a snow, snow alert, alert. oh we're gonna get some snow awesome All right, we'll start out with a review. This is from Mallory and KC. I feel like I'm I'm like a radio host on a radio show. Mallory from KC says, (laughs) the best. I've been listening since the beginning and I am just so invested in your story and your message. I have so appreciated your honesty and vulnerability. You are living by example in a way that will help so many others. I'm totally non-religious, but I've really appreciated the conversation and personal accounts of your Mormon faith. Jess and Matt and leaving a church, Steve. As a convert to Catholicism in a previous life, who now is agnostic, independently spiritual, and politically progressive, raised conservative, <laughs> I appreciate each of your candor and honesty. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And remember, you guys, if you leave a review in the month of December and send us an email or message us on Instagram, I will send you a gift. Awesome. Yeah, because we appreciate it. No, I really like that review because that's something that I'm constantly trying to work on personally is being open-minded and trying to see it from other people's perspective. Yeah. See When I say see it, meaning see life. Yeah, yeah. understand other people. Yeah. So. Cool beans. Yeah. Steve, any stories this week? Hmm. <laughs> I feel like that means yes. Well, I was just telling Matt and Jessica that, so I posted on social media, hey, we need some extra help at work if anyone wants to come in and get some extra holiday cash or whatever. So a couple of my friends responded and came in and worked. And <laughs> one of my buddies last night that had come in and work, he's like, so tell me more about Matt. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to know? He's like, I don't know. I just, every time it goes past on that forklift, I'm just like, mm, 
So so beefy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy and I need to chat because I relate. <laughs> I still think that every time I see Matt mm, on the forklift. So beefy. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Made me laugh. Is beefy good? Yeah. It is this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it means like you're muscly and like well, Yeah. It's not- it's not my type, but every time I hear beefy, I think about Home Alone, where he goes to see Santa, and then he recalls what Santa was like. It smells like beef and cheese or something like that. <laughs> Different kind of beefy. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about, oh, babe. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. Did you say go listen to our podcast and you'll learn all about Matt? I'm pretty sure he listens. I think. Oh. <laughs> I have another friend who said he listened to our entire podcast in the last month. Wow. It's funny. I said, what do you think? Like, what's your takeaway or what are your thoughts on it? And he said, let's talk on Sunday and I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) So I'm supposed to call him (laughs) later today and hear what his thoughts are. I'm curious. Let me know what he says. (laughs) No, you don't tell me all of it, but I always think it's funny when we hear people that are binging our podcast, which I've had a whole bunch of people reach out and by mm-hmm. a whole bunch I mean like a handful just feels like a whole bunch what do you mean by a handful like Let's five, break this down. five to ten people lately that are like I'm in the middle of binging your podcast and I always think that's a lot that's of what listening I think. to us over I'm like and over again. 75 episodes of us crammed into a short period of time yeah. like wow but that's what's cool to me is that obviously they like it enough that they're still going and I'm like that is so exciting like it's cool that We've produced something that people are connecting with and that they like it that much that they're willing to do that. Well, it's like we're just sharing our experiences in life. It's not like we're producing it. Like yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. just we're just sharing our life yeah. stories. It's just cool. I shared it with someone else last night too. I went to a hot spring up uh, by Loman kind of and there was some other couple. It was dark and some other couple showed up there. They were on their third date and they're probably in their 50s. And so we just got chatting awesome. about because when they got there, I thought, oh, what a cute couple. And I'm thinking they've probably been doing together this together forever. for 30 years or whatever. <laughs> and no, it was their third date. So we were talking about like, how'd you guys meet and what's your dating experience and whatever. Then we got all into like dates or dates, Remy's <laughs> dating life. And talking about all that. And then they're just like, the lady's like, well, what about you, Mr. Quiet over there? Like, tell us about your dating life. And by then we were ready to go. And I was like, well, no time for that. But there's 75 episodes of my dating <laughs> life out there on the internet. <laughs> so our new hot, our new hot springs friends are going to give it a listen. They <laughs> if you want to get to know us part of their real fourth fast. Date. <laughs> <laughs> fourth date. They'll binge it. Uh, it's great yeah i appreciate it when people reach out it's funny there's a lady on instagram and now she's also following us on facebook but she like has been commenting like going through and liking old posts randomly like not all at once it'll be different days and i've realized she's gone back to episodes like as she's going through she'll go find the really so she's even finding our instagram and And she's like i'm sorry i'm not stalking you i'm not some creepy weirdo i just have been going through yeah. with the episodes through your feed and I was like oh that's funny that's awesome, that's awesome. yeah it made me happy like wow. this is it makes all the work worth it like yep. it's a lot of work that I put in and it's fun to hear and see that people are enjoying it so thanks guys thanks for telling us that you're enjoying it <laughs> so I'm starting a new book oh probably today I haven't 
Writing yeah, or reading? Probably today. <laughs> uh, reading, and by that I mean listening to it on Audible. But twice yesterday, people recommended the same book to me. Two totally different people, Whoa. totally different conversations. What was it? Uh, it was both of them were in, in follow-up to, so how to, how to go with that guy you were dating? <laughs> and after telling them how it went, they're both like, you need to read this book. <laughs> it's called uh, Attached. She talks about different attachment theories or attachment, whatever. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see what that. You're going to come out a whole new man, a whole new mindset around dating. Or at least have a better idea of what my baggage is and how it lines up with other people's baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good to know. That's important. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, you guys. It's December 23rd. Today, this is dropping. Yeah. Which means tomorrow's Christmas Eve. The next day's Christmas. We hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season if you're listening to this before Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays. And whatever you celebrate, we hope you enjoy it and you have a great time. And yeah, let's get into it. That felt like the end of an episode. (laughs) We're just starting. (laughs) We have a... Oh, do we want to start with questions? So I told you guys that we would answer some questions if you dropped them because we were getting a few questions about the last couple episodes. And so we have those now. They're written up here. We're all looking at them. And so we're going to start by answering these. Let's start with the one about Jack. What was Jack's perspective or what did he say about all of this situation? So Jack is Anne's husband at the time. And he was home when Matt supposedly got assaulted and all of these things. I didn't. I mean, it. when Anne supposedly got assaulted <laughs> and all that. You didn't get assaulted, Matt? No. Oh. Not that I can recollect. Well, you did black out, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't black out. So what's the answer? Uh, Nothing. He stayed out of it as much as he could. In fact, we heard audio of his interview with the cops when the yeah. cops called him to get his statement and it was like he said I I know nothing I didn't see anything I was not involved in this like he was very much just staying out of it yeah and yeah smart had he seen well, anything no he, present for he didn't see no. him. he was hey. in the house he was in the house and I mean, I'm he sure saw, he, heard, he heard said it. he saw when Anne came into the house like he saw that he it was obvious you guys were arguing but that's like all he said yeah. So that was really. So ultimately, I don't know what his perspective was. I don't no, know what uh-uh. what he his thoughts were about it. All I know is he stayed out of it completely. In fact, yeah, I, I mean, showing up at all of the court hearings, Anne's sister would show up with her by her side, and yeah. Hmm. And Jack was never there. No. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't there. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know her sister came, but yeah, that's good. It's good to have some support. What other questions? How do you keep your cool <laughs> in heated situations? This one kind of made me chuckle, actually, because Why? we admit that you yelled yeah. during this whole thing. And I would, I always feel that if you get to the point where you're, you're yelling, you've lost your cool. But after this point, you've never yelled again. No. I mean, not. I have a misdemeanor now for yelling. Why would I yell? <laughs> so you've never yelled at Anne or anybody no. that I've seen since that point. Yeah. Okay, wait. Did we establish that? You have something on your record from this now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We did bring that up to a point. Misdemeanor for? Well, 
we'll, we'll get more into uh, yeah, the we'll exact into details okay. of that. But so he didn't. But since then, like we've both gotten really good at keeping our cool. I would say I'm pretty good at it all the time. Yeah. I am one that walks away. If the situation is makes me feel that uncomfortable or I feel like I'm going to lose it, I will walk away because I will not engage. I will have hard conversations. I won't have them in that moment. Yeah, no. Like when people are yelling and stuff, like there's just no point to me. And so I walk away. What about you guys? What are your feelings on that? How do you keep your cool in a heated situation? So shortly after, oh, well, I don't even know where to. At some point. At some point, I had some pretty heated conversations with my business partners and ended up buying out one of my business partners. And But there was, up to that point, I was going through a lot of business coaching and one of my coaches basically shared with me is like, you have to leave emotions out of it. Like when we have to fire somebody or when have to let somebody go, I call it redeployment. I have to leave all emotions out of it, making sure that, because if you bring emotions into that conversation at any time, it's just going to get heated and it's going to escalate quicker than it should. So you just, I try and leave emotion out of conversations. For the most part, there are obviously, obviously there's, there's conversations, conversations that you have to have emotion in it. But for hard conversations, you have to bring the facts and just state the facts and leave emotions out. Well, and I think there's this idea, too, of going along with that. And I think that's why I won't have the conversation when things are heated. Like, that's why I step away is so that emotions can calm some. We can think logically and continue with the conversation. I think there's an idea too that you need to know what you want out of that situation to be able to do what you're saying, Matt. Yeah. Right now so, I'm beating myself up because that thought process was not did not come out in words very well. Bottom line, leave emotions out of it. You said it perfectly. I thought it sounded great. But I think there's like that idea that you do need to know what you want out of the situation, right? Because you know, like when oh, you're absolutely. talking about redeploying somebody, like you've gone through this, you had the emotions, you know what outcome you want. And so when you go in to have the conversation with them, and you can for me, that's bringing back. the facts. Yeah. You exactly. state facts and it's done. And that's what we've really transferred over to all of our interactions with Anne now. It's very factual based, it's very short and to the point yeah. to try to keep things as calm and cool for ourselves and more specifically for Matt's kids so that they don't have to deal with the yeah. side effects of it. Short and to the point. Did you just hit yourself in the face with your microphone? Sure did. <laughs> Pointing that out. I looked over right at the right time for that. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Steve, do you have anything you want to say about this? Um, or do you want another question up there? Uh, let's move on. We've answered that. Okay. <laughs> Which one should we pick out next? The bottom one? Did Anne... Did Anna ever express any remorse for lying about Matt assaulting her? No, because in Anne's head to this day, she's never going to be lying. Yeah, and I don't think she'd ever, even if she knows she's lying about it, she would never admit that. No. And so for her, it, it happened. I mean, that's the basis no. of what we have to go off of that. So no, there was never any, there's never any discussion about it after the final court case was done. No. It was just never brought up again. <laughs> to the point... What, what were you going to say, Steve? Yeah. I was going to say, it was 
strange to me how it just as an outsider looking in the interactions coming from Anne towards you guys didn't seem to change and from what I saw like no. wasn't there a race shortly after this down at Quinn's triathlon yep. kids were at and we had all gone Penny was doing it and Hank and Sarah were doing it so Anne was there right yeah and when she approached all of us and started chatting like nothing is just exchanging the kids or whatever yeah it was just nothing normal happened. and yep. nothing going on and walked right up and casually said hello and I just thought this is so strange that yes <laughs> this woman like and I think this was shortly after the yeah. restraining order and but I just thought wow I did not expect this to be this way. I remember that one you is, came up to me and you you were thrown off you're like yeah. what what I mean one it was good that it wasn't confrontational or tense yeah, the kids or are awkward there and, but also yeah. very strange that it wasn't any of those things <laughs> like with all that mess and all that tension between the two of you Matt and Anne, I mean, three of you really, but it was just strange to me that it could still just be like a normal casual encounter. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And is that good or is that bad? I I mean, a little of both, I think, because. I mean, for us, I think we would have preferred some space. Right. But at the same time, we're not going to like make a scene of it because she's not willing to give us that space Mm -hmm. because like you said, the kids are there. So we're going to do whatever for these kids. And I guess what was obvious to me was that she didn't feel like she'd done anything. Like she, yeah, just like this was business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say about that, but no, I I think you made the point. (laughs) It was interesting. Okay, somebody wanted to know how Matt and I supported each other during this time. And then also how it brought Matt and I closer together as a team. And I wrote on the board next to this because I had this thought the other day. For me, it was really the first time in our relationship that I knew Matt saw my worth and what I was bringing to the relationship. Like, I think... At that point, it hit him hard of what I actually did and why he wanted me around and all of those things. And not that he didn't see that in moments or whatever, but it was like, I think it was so clear to him all of a sudden. And that's for me what I felt. And finally, and that's what I needed to be able to say in the marriage was to realize that he saw my worth. Right. Do you remember that, Matt? Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I think with any relationship, we have to always feel like, you know, we're worth something to the other person or other people just because as human beings, we want to contribute. Yeah. And we want to see that our contribution is looked at as, as worthy. Yeah. So do you remember thinking anything differently about Jessica's worth? Oh, yeah. I, I remember thinking, holy cow, it is so amazing to have somebody who is going to support you. And support me through the crappiest of crap. And understand me and understand my, you know, just be a listening ear. You know, and, and be right there in the thick of it. So, yeah. I would agree. It, it, it definitely, we grew together through that and closer together. So, Yeah. And that for me, I think, was what I needed from Matt that he hadn't been able to give me until that point. Like I knew my worth. I knew 
my worth. And I I hope all of you do too. (laughs) But it wasn't like I needed Matt's approval to know that I was worthy. It was that I wanted to know Matt knew my worth for me to stay in our marriage. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point in me staying? But it was in this time that I really all of a sudden saw that so clearly that Matt saw it. And I was like, okay, we're going to be fine. We can do this. And this is in the middle of, like Matt said, the lowest of lows that we had been. Right. Um, Well, those are the times that are really going to test your relationship. For sure. See what it's made of is this, you know, are you going to come together and support each other and be more united as a result of this? Or are you going to? Yeah. And also during this too, Matt was his eyes were being opened to seeing more of the things that I'd been dealing with. I think with the kids, with the kids, it became clear that it wasn't just me being difficult on them or whatever. There's always going to be that, like that's part of life, but realizing more, Oh, these kids are being influenced so much. Like it became so clear how much they were being influenced towards me that you also softened towards me a little bit and all of that as well. And so it really just helped yeah, in all it, those areas. It opened up my eyes as to how my children were were truly treating Jessica. Yeah. And but it it wasn't any of their fault. No. It was how they were being fed the perception of what Jessica should be. Yeah. And that's like the hardest thing is it's not their fault. Right. These are good kids. They're awesome kids. We had so much fun this weekend. <laughs> so I was just thinking about that. And so it's, but at the same time, what they're doing is impacting me and my well-being and my daughter's well-being. And so we have to be aware of that. Like you still have to, we have to figure out how to manage that, even though it's not their fault. So. Which is a weird As idea. a step, let's see, as a parent who has a step parent. What am I saying? Step kid. As a parent of a child who also has a step parent. Yeah. 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 What is our responsibility to teach our kids about how they should be approaching and interacting with their step parent? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, lots of thoughts on that. And I think we've kind of touched on this before of kind of the idea of being open to, hey, maybe maybe this wasn't what actually happened. Like kind of going through your kids to get what the real thing, what the real reality of the situation was, or even taking that to the parent in the home where it happened so that you can understand what went on so that you guys can have open communication mm-hmm. about it so that you're showing these kids you support that parent, that there's mm-hmm. some... Hey, well, maybe we need to talk about this with that parent and not just make assumptions about what happened. And if it is an issue, we can all address it together and have a healthy conversation about it instead of feeding into the kids, you know, and kids do this with their own parents. You can feed into this idea of how they're saying their own parent is reacting or you can have a healthy conversation and, you know. And it's like, what response do they get from you when they bring up stuff like that? Yeah. Do they get this defensive? Yeah. Yep. Or does it bring the two of you closer together because they're talking about how they struggle with their step parent or something? Yep. Or is it, you know, You're, it's, it's an unhealthy yeah. thing to bond over. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I know, like for me, it's super important that Penny knows that I want her to have a good relationship with her stepdad. And right. That, and if, yeah. And sometimes that does mean having a hard conversation of, well, Penny's feeling this way because you've come to me, mm-hmm. Steve, and we've brought this up that Steve's come to me and said, hey, Penny brought this up. I want to know like what really happened so that I can have yeah. a conversation with her so you can have a conversation with her. And uh, that showed her that we do value all three of us, right. all three of our involvement in her Right, life. And I hope I've made that clear to her. That Oh, she yeah, she's that, got that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind at this point that she knows how we all feel about each other. And yeah, yeah so... 
Any other questions? I think that was all. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So now we want to share with you guys a Christmas story. What? (laughs) This has become one of my favorite Christmas stories in our family. Oh, dear. (laughs) I just looked at the topic for the week. (laughs) Let's hear it. Uh, this is awesome. Do, do you it's, want to start into it? Well, and it's just very ironic. It's just It's so ironic. So, this uh, and I'm going to preface this with this organization and this topic is something that is super awesome within the community yes. for those children who actually need something like this. Which is what? What's the program? Shop with a cop. Okay? Um sh- such great things. Yeah, Shop with a Cop is an amazing program. Where basically during this time of year where underprivileged children who may have been in a difficult situation with um, whatever's going on in their life has an opportunity to have a good interaction with a police officer. So it's usually if they've been involved in some sort of negative interaction with a cop. Like or cops the being law. at their house or with yes. domestic right. showing up with um, restraining orders. Mm. <laughs> right. Things that might give kids a negative impression or cause yes. them to be intimidated or scared or angry or whatever about cops. And yeah. like said, Matt said along with that, usually they are underprivileged. Like there's a, a need. There's a, a need. financial Dual need. purpose. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Give them a positive influence of police officers, but also... Get them some great Christmas presents, right? Because isn't yeah. that what they do? Is they go shopping? Absolutely, they go shopping, and um, they go shopping with with a police officer, and it's for a certain period of time. And basically, they get to choose and pick out whatever they want. Don't they get like a hundred dollars to go spend? S- something like that. I don't remember Which the is details. So cool! Mm-hmm. I think it's so awesome, and I love being in the store when this is going on because I've yeah. been in the store several times when kids are out shopping with the cops, and it's so cute. And most of the time, the thing that I love seeing is. You look in this cart and most of it is stuff you know they're buying for somebody else. Like they, there might be a couple of things that look like little toys for them or whatever. And But most of the time they're picking up things for their mom or whatever. Right. I, oh, it's such a great program. It's so cool. Yeah. But during this time of our lives, since my children had been in a altercation with maybe that was a negative altercation with police officers and... The financial status of one of the parents was was a low income. Um, they were subject to having this opportunity to shop with a cop. And yeah. what? So Ann called you and said, hey, I got the kids into this program. I've told them about it. And I'm wondering if you can take them. Me. Yeah. And so then she explains to you what it is after she's already talked to the kids about it so they know they can go. And it is that the kids have qualified and have been chosen to do shop with a cop. Yeah. Why did she want you to do it instead of her? It's, it, was it was on, on our the, weekend. It was on my week. <laughs> okay. So she's calling Matt as the quote unquote abuser to go take the kids to the shop with the cop thing. Yeah. When he's the one that supposedly had this negative altercation mm-hmm. with the police. Like, it just is so... It's, like it's ironic. Said, ironic. It was very... And this was a hard situation for me. I immediately called my attorney. And I said, look, Fafa. <laughs> Fafa? I, Fafa's the name of my <laughs> attorney. Okay. okay. She's awesome. She's amazing. I said, here's the situation. I I don't know what to do in it. I feel that I would be taking away from other children who may need this opportunity. And she goes, look, 
you're overthinking this. Just take them and let them go have an enjoyable time and you just just put a smile on your face and go do it. Because at this point, if you say no, then you're the bad guy right. because you didn't take them to this experience that they already know already, about. Yeah, she'd already told she'd them already that you'd be taking them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And then if he does take them... That's great communication skills, by the yeah. way. Matt still feels like the bad guy because he's taking advantage of this program. Right. I was in a predicament. I like, I didn't, I truly didn't know what to do. And that's why I reached out to my attorney. I'm like, look, this is, this is really weird predicament. And, and she was kind of, her jaw dropped too. It was like, wait a second. What? Like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, So did you take them? I took them. (laughs) How'd it go? But this is the funny thing. The night before, like Matt is pacing around our bedroom. Oh yeah. And he like sets his alarm to get up to go the next morning. And then he's like, no, I'm not going and goes and turns it off. And then, like, 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, I, I think I just have to take him and goes and sets the alarm again. Like, just back and I, forth the whole time. I he was wrestling so... with the whole idea, like, the whole night. Oh, it was, it was just weird. so funny. But he decided to take him, and he went. Yeah. So I went, and they shopped with a cop, and they had a good time. And they bought everything that they ever wanted for Christmas that year. And We you... were really hoping that they would buy stuff for other people. Yeah. Just because we had already bought all their Christmas presents and things. It was already done. And no, they bought like almost everything, everything we'd gotten them for Christmas. Uh, the things you'd already bought. Yeah, already, bought, already bought, wrapped, wrapped, ready to go. <laughs> and that's what they bought. That's what they bought. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, crap. Well, what do we do? And yeah. And I remember the conversation that we had after this oh, whole event. Man, like Matt was pissed. Well, I just, again, I was still in the predicament because here my children just bought with a shop with a cop, with other people's money, everything that I had already which, bought them. Which clearly they didn't need. Because no, they don't. <laughs> they were getting all those. And, and you had talked about Matt just when you pulled up to to this event, <laughs> just feeling like kind of, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but didn't you kind of feel like a schmuck for like I did. pulling up in your fancy car and I, being I, like, here, take, take my, my kids, kids, buy my kids some Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember, so walking up to the Walmart where this was being held and everybody was gathering and there's a McDonald's in the Walmart here. And that's where you gathered. You gathered to get started with shopping with cop at the McDonald's within the Walmart. And I remember sitting down at one of the tables and I'm looking around and I'm like, there are truly some underprivileged families here. Who, like, how, who thank goodness this is happening because yeah. they probably wouldn't get Christmas presents otherwise. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, this this guy needs a new pair of shoes. And, and, this kid needs a new pair of shoes. Like, I hope they go get a new pair of shoes because that's what they need. And here I was, like, like you said, driving up in my my car. It was it was a good car. And I had clothes that fit. I had new clothes on. My kids had new clothes. Like I felt out of place. Right. And it, it was that was an awkward feeling. And but again, I from counsel for my my attorney, it's just like, just go let the kids do it. And yeah. So I ended up done with the presents. Well, I remember when we got home, I, cause I let the kids know how I was feeling. I'm like, look guys, you guys just basically got all of the presents that we had already bought for you. And my, I remember Sarah was like, well, maybe we can take it, take them all to the, sh- the, the homeless shelter. Because you were saying, too, like, do you guys really feel like you needed these? Like, was this something you needed? And looking at those other kids, maybe somebody else needed it more than us. Yeah. 
And Sarah was like, well, maybe we can give some of them away. Yeah. Or take them down to the homeless take shelter. Take them to the homeless shelter. So we were, we were kind of, I remember, didn't we like all sit down at the, uh, on the couch and figure out what we wanted to do? You and the kids debated. I wasn't involved. Yeah. And there were very different sides and opinions on this whole thing of what should be done with the gifts. And so then you said you can't take them out of the car. You left them in the back of the car. I remember this. Yeah. And you went downstairs and had written up this whole email to Anne. And like you're like, <laughs> I'm just sending all, all of them to Anne's house. And you were all upset. And then you came up and you're like, I deleted it. And I'm like, okay. And so it was, we were celebrating Hank's birthday that day. Yeah. We were already planning to have my family come over and Matt's family come over later that night for Hank's birthday. So we devised a plan. I said, listen, they just bought all these presents for themselves. They want to play with them. And I feel bad because they know they're there, like waiting for them. I wouldn't let him play with them. He wouldn't let him touch them. They were in the back of his car. They were their Christmas presents. They're going to have to wait till Christmas. Yeah. So what we decided was, I'm like, listen, go take them shopping, Christmas shopping now for other people. Have them go buy gifts for Anne and the people at that house. Have them buy gifts for Penny and whatever. Like do their Christmas shopping. Which we try to make sure it gets done anyways. Like we yeah. try to make sure they get presents for everybody and stuff. I said, go take them to do that. While you're gone, I'm going to wrap all these presents. And you and I decided this together. Yeah. I'll wrap all these presents. I'll get them all. We'll get them all out of the car. I'll wrap them. We'll have all of our families show up. So when you guys get back, all of the families here. And, and we'll let them open all of their presents. Yeah. <laughs> they just so bought we'll have, themselves. Well, Christmas that night. We'll just have Christmas that day, yeah. And this and is what day ish? It was like weeks before. It was Christmas? the Saturday before Christmas. No, oh, okay. it was the week. Like Christmas was that next mm, week, okay, so yeah. it wasn't very far ahead of time. So, like, we'll just let you guys. We'll just let them open them all. We'll have family over, and then after that, we'll let Hank, Hank do open his <laughs> do his birthday and all of that stuff, and have everybody open like whatever. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Like it went. According to plan, everybody was able to come over early. I wrapped all the presents super fast, stuck them under the tree, and they came home and were like, we're going to do Christmas now. And they were like, Yoo! <laughs> I like, didn't get it. Like, they <laughs> didn't get it. It was so funny. Sarah figured it out. Didn't yeah. get the, what they were about to open. Yes. The stuff they just Everything they just, <laughs> they just bought. So Sarah figured it out like a few presents in. Yeah. She was like... Wait a second. <laughs> and then she just started laughing. Hank didn't get it until he was like done opening presents. It was so funny. And then he was like, oh, like it finally <laughs> sunk in. So what did you do with all the ones you'd already bought? Took them back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so we did this whole party. Yeah. And then Matt's parents wanted to take the kids out to a movie. We're like, sure, great. And so they took them to go watch a Christmas movie or something at the theater. This all sounds so weird now, like thinking in terms of COVID and Corona. I, know, that's I, was, what I was thinking, thinking about this. you guys gathered together in McDonald's. Like, oh, uh, that's crazy. All of you McDonald's. Like, that <laughs> was totally where my thought went. And now I'm thinking you, they went to the movie theater. <laughs> you had both your families here at once for yeah, that party? <laughs> so weird. Anyways, so they left to go to the movie theater and Matt and I are like, all right, let's return everything right now. Yeah, we did. We unwrapped all of their presents. We returned them all. I think it was just from like three three stores or something. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, let's go buy a new bed. <laughs> so we went and bought ourselves a new bed. <laughs> and 
and that wasn't the full cost of it or anything, no. but it was like, it was like, okay, now we need to go do something for ourselves and like have a positive thing attached to this. And so that's what we did. We went and bought a new bed. Yeah. And then the kids came home and was it was funny. Christmas. We had Christmas. We had all the kids for Christmas Day that year. Yeah. And it was kind of funny Christmas morning because Penny is <laughs> opening all of her presents because she hadn't opened any. And Hank and Sarah just had like ones from grandma and grandpa, like from grandparents and stuff. So they had presents to open. Yeah. But Penny had a lot more left mm. to open because she hadn't opened any. And it still just makes me laugh every time. It was the weirdest thing. And not something, yeah. I mean, like Matt said, I'm so grateful for those programs. And, you know, they do so many great things. But it was hard being in that situation knowing we didn't need it. And there was somebody that could have used that more than we could, like, could have, you know. So. <laughs> there you go. Shop with a cop. I was thinking, you guys, this year we don't have our Christmas Eve tradition when all the kids are home and we go to the homeless shelter and serve dinner. We COVID. can't do that because of COVID. So I've been trying to come up with a new something to do because I would like to do something service oriented still. I had a couple ideas, but they're a little bit big. So I'll have to oh talk dear. to you about them after this. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jessica's got big ideas. <laughs> Always. All right. So there's your Christmas story for today. Yeah. Happy Christmas Eve tomorrow. Yeah. Steve, you did it. I know, I did it. <laughs> Steve never remembers. I jumped like... ahead two weeks. <laughs> In your mind, you jumped <laughs> yep. ahead. Good work. I'm on it. Good so job, proud Steve. of you. Yeah. All right. And I guess we do have one more episode before the end of the new year. So we'll see you then. Ho, ho, ho. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.